This is a shear on Likutei Sichas Chelikutes, the Sicha of Chai Elul. So the Rebbe says, quoting the Fidik Rebbe, that in the Sicha of Chai Elul in the year Tov Shin Hei, 5705, 1945, the Fidik Rebbe said, and I'm going to uh, say it in the Yiddish and then translate, by Chassidim, by Chassidim there is an old Chassidic saying, and it has two expressions. Aleph, the first expression of this word, Chai Elul is der tog vasot gebracht to bring taleben in Elul. Chai Elul, referring to the 18th day of Elul, Yud Ches, Chai. Chai Elul is a day that brought and brings a life to Elul. Chai, of course, also means Chai in life. Base, Chai Elul gitachayis in der Aveide von Anile Deide Vedeidili. Chai Elul gives a vitality into the Aveda of Anila Doidi Vidoidi Li. I love God, God loves me, I am to my beloved, my beloved is to me. Pasuk in Shirashirim, which is the Roshe Teves, the, um, how do you say Roshe Teves, uh, acronym for the month of El. So it would seem to be that they're basically the same word. Chai, Elul, no, it was the 18th day of Elul, 18 meaning life is a day that gives uh, energy and life to Elul. Or well, the second part is, it gives life to the Aveda of, to spell out Elul, the Aveda of Anil which also means Elul. So it, it sounds like they're basically, basically saying the same thing. However, says the Rebbe, that if the Friedrich Rebbe said it and explained that there are two versions, it's obvious that A, they're both correct, there's not a correct version and an incorrect version. They're both correct, but the fact that they need to be spelled out as being two versions tells us that there is an advantage in each of those versions. You can't just um, you know, maintain one version and discard the other one in favor of the correct one. No, they're both correct, and both of them have something that they bring to the table. So we have to understand. After the first version, which basically is a much more generic um, and white spe- sweeping statement, which is Chai Elul brings a life into Elul without specifying what aspect of Elul. So obviously it means it brings a life to all the things that comprise the Aveda of a person in Elul, which would mean the inspiration for all matters of serving Hashem in this Chedesh, oh, because the month of Elul includes everything. And we've sped many times that it's even included and incorporated in the acronym of the word Elul. So you have the Rashi Tevis of Elul. Hang on here for four Rashi Tevis. One Rashi Tevis is from the Pasuk in Mishpatit, which speaks about what happens if somebody inadvertently kills somebody and he has to go to a city of refuge. So the verse there is, It happened to his hand, that he did this wrong thing, Hashem says, I've placed for you a place to run away to, to save you. The cities, the cities of refuge, that is a reference to studying Torah. As we know that our sages tell us, the words of Torah, they offer us refuge from the, you know, from the uh, things around us that we want to, we need to take, we need to be saved from. 
Then there's another Rosh which is the more familiar one. Ani le I turn to Hashem with love, and Hashem turns to me with love, which that refers to davening. Kav ha'avoyda turning to God with love, which we turn to God with love, and Hashem turns back to us. It connects Yidin with Hashem. That's that's Tfila. Then there's a further acronym, which is the words from the Megillah, which say that what you have to do on Purim, you have to turn to your friend and you have to give gifts to the poor. So ish l'reyeyu umatones levyanim. Obviously, that refers to gemach, gemilus chasadim, tzedakah, doing charitable good deeds. And then the next, the fourth one we're going to say here for an acronym is umola Hashem alikechas levochaves levav This is from the book of Devarim. Hashem will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring. Concept of circumcision in terms of navedas Hashem, serving Hashem, is ini The concept of returning to Hashem cutting oneself off from what, what one has done and making a bris, making a covenant with Hashem. That's teshuva. Teshuva is the ability to rectify things, the ability to reach Hashem in the highest levels. Um, yeah, that's referred, referring to teshuva. Because in the Pasuk of, uh, that refers to the spiritual circumcision, it says, Eslavachov Eslavav, that Hashem will uh, bring the heart and the heart of your uh, of your offspring um, in a way to be cut off from the previous things you were doing and be bound up to Hashem. That's how I think uh, this passage relates to Teshuvah. So, that's the first statement. That That's pretty broad sweeping. Chai Elul is a day that gives vitality and life to everything of Elul, which means basically to the entire gamut of Judaism. Right? Teira, Tefillah, Yumilas chasadim and tshuva, that's everything. What does what is added with the second version of this saying, which is Chayel gives a vitality to the Aveda, and then he specifies the Aveda I'm Tashem Hashem's to me. Which that we just said that just represents one form of service of Hashem, which is just one of the four things we've spoken about Elul has relevance to. So why would you even have another version that seems to be a much more limited scope that Elul, Chai Elul gives vitality to one of the aspects of Elul, Anil Base. So we could say that these actual Tunus Chois correspond to the actual um, day of Chai Elul, which contains within it two things that also seem to be one general and one much more specific. It's the day of the birthday of the Shnei Hama'iris Hagidoilim. It's a term borrowed from the creation of the two luminaries at the six days of creation. And it's a day where both the Baal Shem Tev and the Alter Rebbe were born. The Baal Shem Tev being the founder of what is called Teiras HaChasidus HaKlolis, the general Torah of Hasidus, the general Hasidic movement. And the day of birth of the Alter Rebbe is called the founder of Teiras Hasidus Chabad, of the school of thought of Hasidus, which is represented by way of Chachma bin Adas, the intellectual emphasis of Chassidus. So Chassidus Chabad, even though it's a continuation of the general Chassidus, it brings down Chassidus in a way that it should be understood in intellect, Chachma bin Adas. And that's a very great, um, that's, a, that's, that's new, that's an addition to the concept of the revelation of general Chassidus. In other words, this is, it's a totally new dimension. 
to the extent in a parenthetical note says the Rebbe that that's why we know that to be have the revelation of the Hasidus Chabad, the Alter Rebbe had to be a new neshama, as is well known. A new neshama means as there's, there's in the history as described by the uh, by the, by the uh, Friedrich Rebbe particularly that the Baal Shem Tov predicted that the Yid Alter Rebbe was born that there's a new neshama coming down, and then he said that this was the new neshama, neshama of the Alter Rebbe. Generally speaking, this concept means that neshamas come down various times on, 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 on a journey to rectify a particular aspect that needs to be worked on during this journey of a lifetime. It's quite rare that a new neshama comes down. A new neshama is required in order to forge a new path that's not just a continuation of the previous one. The Rebbe will come back to this at the end of the sikhah. Also, we know that the Baal Shem Tov, that the, that the Baal Shem Tov is called Hamoir Godel, the, the great luminary. But we say that there's two great luminaries. The Alter Rebbe is also called a great luminary. Now, the Rebbe points out in a footnote here that when we talk about two luminaries, there's two ways of looking at two luminaries. One way of looking at the moon and the sun is that the moon was the same size as the sun, but it was reflecting the light of the sun even at the beginning of creation. The other way of looking, though, is that there were two great luminaries because just as the sun is a source of light, the moon has its own independent source of light. So in that case, definitely, when we talk about the Alter Rebbe as being a Moir Agodel, a great luminary, that means to say that he also had his own independent new light, not just reflecting and bringing down in, a, in, a, in an intellectual way the light of the Baal Shem Tov. Lahoy, that's what the Rebbe says in a, in a, in a footnote, Lahoy, that to point out that when we talk about a great luminary, there is that aspect, the way it can be looked at in the days of creation. Seemingly, the Rebbe's saying that here too, Al-Tarebbe didn't just communicate something that was, but it's a new neshama and it's an independent source of luminous light. So similarly, if we look at the Al-Tarebbe, in contrast with the Baal Shem, the Baal Shem bringing the general light, the Baal Shem the Al-Tarebbe bringing a definite, um, a definite Hasidic path, Chabad. Similarly, in Anila David Deidili, we have the same thing we're talking about here. We're saying that the, the chayas of Elul, it brings a chayas, it brings a vitality to the general scope of Elul. And then it says that it also brings a chayas to the Anil Adoidi. So even though Anil Adoidi is a, is a detail in the month of Elul, but the fact that we have a vitality in Anil Adoidi, the concept of Anil Adoidi actually brings a new way of serving Hashem in all the things of Elul. Just like the fact that Hasidus Chabad now goes and gives a, a different and a deeper and a, and, and a more internalized expression of all the things the Baal Shem Tov taught. So this is the, 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 this is the, the thrust of the Sicha as we're going to continue to develop this theme, that there's a general concept the Baal Shem Tov taught. The Alter Rebbe taught something specific which then goes back and shines a whole new light. Gives us a new prism from which to see all the generalities. Similarly, the month of Elul has all aspects. Teirat, Filat, Tzedakah, Tshuva. This particular aspect of Anil, the, 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 the bond we create with Hashem, which is demonstrated through Tfilah, actually also now goes back and shines, gives us a new ability to engage in all those other things of Elul. <clears throat> with a new vitality.
<coughs> so this is the, exp- the explanation of the two nuschois, the two versions of the Vartabarel. The fact that the Chai Elul is the day of birth of the Baal Shem Tov gave a Chaius in Elul, a general Chaius. The Baal Shem Tov taught general Chassidus. Because Chai Elul, though, is also the Yemu Lettuce of the Alter Rebbe, founder of Chassidus Chabad. So injected within, therefore, is a Chaius. Also in Anila Dedi, there's a special Chaius, an individual Chaius, which through that, through that prism, all the other Avedis are also done in a special way. So let's go, Gimel, let's delve into this further. In general, there's another vart that fits in here, and that is the Alterab, the Friedrich Rebbe explained that the general difference between the Chesidus the way taught by the Baal Shem Tov, and then Chesidus the way taught by the Alterab, said a Kurtz and Piskam, a very short aphorism, a very short vart. Here goes. Der Baal Shem Tov hat vabizen vin mendarf din in the Mebishten. The Baal Shem Tov showed how you have to, how you ought to serve Hashem. How you need to serve Hashem. The Al-Tarebbe showed how you can serve Hashem. So, so to speak, the Baal Shem Tov said, this is, the, this is what you should look like in serving Hashem. Chassidish, a fervor. The Al-Tarebbe taught, how do you get to that space of fulfilling what the Baal Shem Tov said, what you ought to look like in your service of Hashem. Now, from this ex- simple expression, it's mashma, it seems from the simplistic understanding of this, that, all, that what you get from the Torah, the Baal is just what you should look like in terms of finished product, but not how do you actually implement that. Now that's wondrous, that's strange, tamua, that's, that's not, that, that, that doesn't fit. Why? They were saying that can't be, because how could you say that the Baal Tov, God forbid, Chaz V'Shalom, the Baal Tov, didn't show the way to actually how to implement the Avedis Hashem that he wanted, service of Hashem. On the contrary, even more so, the Baal Shem Tev established many, many Talmidim and students and students of their students served Hashem according to the path of Hasidism before the Alter Rebbe revealed the Hasidic Chabad. Similarly, even in the generations after there was a revelation of Chabad Hasidism, not everybody, not all the groups of Hasidus, that Rebbe puts here in a bracket, for whatever reason, uh, whatever purpose and reason it may be that they didn't learn Hasidic Chabad, but not even all the generations of Hasidim after the Alter Rebbe didn't necessarily all study Hasidic Chabad. And by them, definitely, there was not just the knowledge of what it should look like to serve Hashem, but how to actually implement it, and how to serve Hashem. They were definitely people, great Hasidim, even post-revelation of Alter Rebbe's Hasidus, prior and after, who were able to get to the level of implementation of serving Hashem in the, in the path of Hasidism as taught by the Baal So what does it mean that Tafkid al-Terebbe taught how to do it? Baal also obviously taught how to do it. Proof is in the pudding, says the Rebbe. There were people before the al-Terebbe who were definitely serving of Hashem and even after. Dalit. So the Rebbe goes here into a... We get here a, 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 a very great gift in understanding the transmission of Torah in general. So first, let's understand the same way. We're talking here about the transmission of the Torah of Hasidus, Hasidic teachings. The body of, of knowledge that's called Hasidic philosophy and ways of Hasidus. The first, it came in a way, of, a general way, through the Baal Shem Tov. And then it came down into a specified way, the path of Chabad, and in individually, but if, if we look at this 
we also find this generally about the Torah in general, not just about the transmission of Chassidus of Torah. General, Torah in general. Why? Look, Hashem gave the Torah in a way that first He gave the generalities of Torah, which is Torah Shavik the written Torah, which those are the halachas that are revealed to us and to our children. And then He gave, uh, the, and then He gave us the halachas which are revealed to us and our children, in other words, the oral Torah, which Hashem gave Meshach Rabbeinu, together with the rules of how extrapolation from Torah takes place. We have every morning, we say, There are the methods which Hashem gave us through which the Torah can be, things can be derived and learned from the Torah. That's in reference to the written Torah. We have those rules of extrapolation also with regards to the oral Torah, how to learn from certain psukim, and how to understand the depth of what the oral Torah is saying and derive things from them. So that then, thereafter, when we study Torah, when Yidin study Torah, according to the rules that were handed down about studying Torah, those rules were given to Meshat Sinai. Now, as this is more and more studied, and things are extrapolated and derived and learned from, so through the toil with their own individual seichel, there's many chidushin, there's many new things, novel things that become revealed in Torah. As the Lashen is, there were quotes here, the Lashen from Hilchas Tamatev Al-Tarebbe, Chidushe Halochis Le'en Keitz V'Tachlis, novel things in Halacha to no end. And this is one of the explanations in an enigmatic statement. On the one hand it says, Kol Mar Shetalmid Vosig Osid L'Chadish, Akel Nitin L'Meshem Yisinai. Chazal tell us, anything that a diligent student is going to be Mechadish, is going to create new, everything was given, to Moshe at Sinai. Now this um, will be very fascinated to see in Ha'ara 21. Osid Lechadish, this Maimah Chazal is being quoted as anything a diligent student is going to make new, is going to be Mechadish, say new from the Torah. The Rebbe quotes extensive footnotes in the, in the Ha'ara's extensive sources where the word Chidush is used. Although in, in, in some of the sources the word anything that a Talmud is going to teach so it doesn't say chidush, going to make new. But because the, the Rebbe is going to ask now that this is an enigmatic state that seems to be a, a paradox. It seems to be actually a stira. Why? Well, on the one hand, it says everything was given to Meish Sinai. On the other hand, it says it's something new. How can you say what a, what a Talmud is going to say new from the Torah? If it was given from, to Sinai already, it's not new. Also, we have to understand how can you say that Meish Rabbeinu, everything was given to Meish in such a small time, he could have learned the whole Torah with all the novel things that every future diligent student stu- is, is going gonna, is gonna to come up with. Now, even if you say that, that somehow in 40 days, Hashem told Meisha all the things that would ever be said, but we know that there's a klal that quotes in the footnote that Rabbi Shab said, there's not going to be another mountain Torah, which means that all the Torah is going to be taught after Mashiach comes, chidush, Torah, Mehiti Tetz is going to be a new, novel things in Torah. It's going to be an unbelievable amount of novelty in Torah. But the Torah is already all given. It's not going to be another Matan Torah. Which means that Hashem already gave Moshe even what's going to be taught after Mashiach comes. So lest you say, in a footnote that Rebbe says, an unbelievable thing, you may tell me, well, you know that there's another way of study. There's another way of study. There's a story of the Arizal that it says that the Arizal had a vision in a way that it was almost like he saw. In two, three hours, he got information that to 
verbalize that information would take 60, would take 80 years of non-stop speaking. How can you get so much information in two, three hours that would take 80 years of non-stop explanation? And the difference is because he saw that it, when, when you see something, you get so much information there that to describe all those details would take a long time. The Arizal accessed in that, uh, in that kind of um, time when he was removed from the world in some sense and he was getting, a, so to speak, a download of information that came in a way of visualization to express all that in detail, verbalization would have taken 80 years. So you could say, well, maybe that's the way Moshe Rabbeinu downloaded the information at Har Sinai. And so he got vast amounts of information in that way. And now we're just, extra, we're just expressing all that that he had already seen in a visualized way. Says the Rebbe, that, no, that, that can't be the explanation because Moshiach will also teach in a way of visualization. So if it took a day to download in that, in that context of, of visualization, so we'll take a day for the Mashiach to teach. But, but Mashiach is going to teach endlessly. So it must be that the Torah was already downloaded in some kind of a, 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 a um, an unlimited way. But if it's unlimited way, so it means it's already given. So what has the Talmud done? So here's one of the explanations, says the Rebbe. Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah with all of the rules, all of the methodologies, how you can continue to expound and derive things from it. How to learn many details. There's Pshat, there's Remez, Drush, so there's all the four levels of interpretation of Torah. And the diligent student who's learning, he's unpacking and actually going in a sequential way from one detail to the next. And once that Talmud is already recorded, where he's moved to, so then the next Talmud can go and move it to the next level. So it's just unpacking, and it's a, it's a follow-on on the thing that's already been said. So it's a Chiddush, something novel, because Meish Rabbeinu didn't unpack it that far. He didn't actually teach this halacha. As our sages says, Meish Rabbeinu didn't know all the tilay, tilay, shalalachas, all the myriad details of halachas, which Rabbi Akiva was saying. That's why it says that Meish Rabbeinu was watching Rabbi Akiva, hearing Rabbi Akiva, and he felt lost. Where did he get all this from? On the other hand, everything was given to Meish Sinai. And that's actually what the Gemara there says also, that uh, Meish Rabbeinu, this is all from what you taught. Because all the chidushim need to be built on what Moshe Rabbeinu was taught, and the rules that he was given for further extrapolation. So really, everything was given to Moshe Sinai. Everything was already there incorporated within that body of information that Hashem transmitted at Har Sinai. However, nonetheless, whatever, what the new student is going to um, reveal and unpack, the details that he's going to develop through the rules that there are to extrapolate things of the oral Torah, he's creating something novel. And that becomes something very central to the study of Torah, you know, to the point that there's an obligation on each Yid, not just to learn what it says, but also lechadesh, to create novel things. In Halacha, in Agoda, in Nigla, in Israel, the revealed aspects of the Torah, the esoteric aspects of the Torah, to understand things to the point where you say, wow, this leads me to deduce, to extrapolate. And more than that, says the Rebbe in a parenthetical statement, every Yid actually is given a portion in Torah where he's supposed to give his input, 
his novelty. And for the completeness of his soul, he's supposed to bring that into actuality. That's why it's so important to, to delve and study deeply, Taylor, to be able to uncover and unpack what you're supposed to reveal, what you're supposed to uh, contribute to the body of Taylor. Um, they've also said in a footnote here, this could also be the explanation. It says about Rabbi Eliezer that he never said something he didn't hear from his teacher. Rabbi Eliezer, the famous, the Rabbi Eliezer, referred to as Rabbi Eliezer Hagodel, the great Rabbi Eliezer. He said so many things. What do you mean? He never said anything of his own? Everything was from his teacher? So definitely, he definitely created novel things. As we, as we just said, it's an obligation to do so. But the point being, everything he saw, everything that he was teaching was already incorporated in a, in a, in a general way in what his teacher had, had taught him and the skills and the tools his teacher had given him. And he was just uncovering it and bringing out new things within that based on what the tools he was given by his teacher. So one second. Hey, if so, let's go the pendulum spins back. Why Taka? If it's not new, so why is it called a Chidush? Taka, Meish Rabbeinu didn't teach or learn the actual thing that now, generations later, we're unpacking level upon level. But it's not really a Chidush, nothing novel. Really, shouldn't it be that a Chidush should mean that there's something new that's being taught? And since it's already there in the, in the teaching of Meisha, that's why we say everything was given to Meisha Messinai. So how do we say it a Chidush? I'll give you a little joke based on what you what we've learned now there's once somebody who asked this teacher a question and the teacher saw that this question was coming from arrogance and the answer that the student had created was because the whole thing was based on not wanting to get to the bottom of to the truth but he was he was trying to create he was feeling his own aggrandizement trying to create a question and an answer and, and become somebody Teacher told him, what you said is so novel. The student beams. It wasn't even given to Maisha at Sinai. That's what kind of a chiddush it is. <laughs> that's, that's a joke, a sad joke. Why? Would he, why? <laughs> if it's not given to Maisha at Sinai, it's not Torah. So, so what does it mean, though? If it's already given to Maisha at Sinai, so why is it a chiddush? Why is it considered something new, something novel? Is the beer in them with the Rebbe says, the explanation in this is possibly that the concept of chidush is when we describe something as being new, it's not that it's new in terms of the actual object, the chefza, in terms of it's objectively something new. It was there before in hidden form. But it is new in terms of the person who's learning. It wasn't there as far as he was concerned. It needed to be unpacked, it needed to be schlepped out, it needed to be developed and, and, and elicited from the learning. The way that this topic in Teresh and the oral Torah, the way it's incorporated in the Torah, the way it was given at Sinai, is so concealed that it wasn't there. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't even know this level of extrapolation. He knew all the rules. He could have got there, but when he hears Rabbi Akiva stating what comes out of what he taught, it sounds like something new. 
Objectively, is it new? Was it no? It was there before in some sense, but in terms of people, in terms of those who are learning, it wasn't there. As we see, the Meishan Abenu himself says, he feels he feels bereft of of, of uh, he was the one teaching Torah. Here, Rabbi Akiva is teaching stuff that he never heard about. That also came from Meishan Abenu, but it needed to be drawn out. So for those that were studying the Torah, it was a new thing, and this coming to light of this de- these details. That is something that's attributed to the Talmud, the industrious and diligent Talmud who comes up, the student that comes up with this through his toil, it therefore is called his novel interpretation because he was the one that revealed and uncovered this. And he used his own intelligence, his own energy to do this. Toiled. So that's a new thing. And this is also one of the reasons why the expression of shleim was expression of completeness and wholesomeness of a person's nefesh, a person's soul, is dependent on the fact that he's able to come up with something novel in Torah. Why? Because the true concept of intellect is not when you get something that's being taught to you. How do you know when you've really, really absorbed something? It's not when something is transmitted to you by somebody you, you really trust, and so you have a, an eminent teacher teaching you something, and now you understand what he taught. That's not truly grasping something. Truly grasping something is when you truly understand it from your own intellectual perspective. So how do you know when somebody really got it and becomes his? When now they're able to take this and create something novel from it. Now you see that it's fully become mine, and therefore, I can now see a consequence or the next step or what can become derived from this. Since the ultimate in learning Torah is, what's the experience of learning Torah all about? About becoming one with Hashem's wisdom. As the Tanya said, it's a unification of wondrous proportions. So therefore, how do you know when the shleimus, when the wholesomeness, the completeness of this is being fulfilled? The complete experience of Talmud Torah is when you're so much one, the person is so much one with the Torah that he's able to come up with something novel. It's truly become his. Vav. This is also a difference the way the Torah is given from above and the way it's learned from below by us. It says about the Torah, I've given you a great gift. Matan Torah, the giver of the Torah. He's giving the Torah. Right? We say, we thank Hashem who gives us the Torah. We call the giving of the Torah the day of Matan Torah, the gift given the Torah. And the way it can be when, 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 somebody, uh, uh, when somebody gives you, even down below, when a teacher teaches an intellectual concept to a student, so the student, the teacher has everything there with all its depth, but how does he transmit that? You have to put it into something succinct, succinct something tzara, something, uh, you know, uh, uh, put it in a, in, a, in, a, in a shorter packaged way, you give the Talmud, the Talmud, you give the student the concept, the concept, the the the, 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 the point of intellect without all of its fleshing out. All the details are there within the well-packaged concept, but you don't see the details because the, what's going to happen is that the, now the student, after he got the concept, now he has to understand it, and to fully understand it means you have to flesh it out with all of its details. You have to understand every single detail. 
And only after the Talmud understands all the details, then we say, ah, now he got it. Because you have to go by getting all the details, you now fully absorb the concept that the teacher taught you. <coughs> For example, understanding a Mishnah. So what Rabbi Yehuda Anossi did is, he took all the body of information, all the discussion, put it into a Mishnah, which is a, a shortened form of all the body of oral Torah, to truly understand it with its depth and its completeness, it's only after that you now learn in depth all the details, the way the Gemara and the Brises and all the, and all the fleshing out of this Mishnah is explained. So you get it? There's the, the transmission of Seichel. Hashem gives, so to speak, the body of Torah in its encapsulated shall I use a term, a borrow a term from today's day and age, a zip file, and then it needs to be unpacked. And that is the experience of the learning Torah. Hashem doesn't give it on. Actually, perhaps this is an interesting analogy. Why do we send things in a zip file? Because it's too big to send it fleshed out. But yet within the zip file, everything's there. So the tools in the computer on the other side are unzipping it. We get things in an in a, in a, in a, in a encapsulated, concentrated form, and then the Talmud has his own set of skills, just like the teacher has Chacham Bin Adas and all the intellectual capabilities. The, the, the student also has that. So the, 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 the rabbi, the, the rab, the teacher, only needs to hand over the zipped up concept, and then the Talmud unzips it, just like it was in the Seichel of the, of the rab. So, we can say similar to this, and Rebbe underlines similar, which means not exactly the same thing, but it's reminiscent and similar to it. We could say also the difference between the Hasidus Aklolis, the general path of Hasidism, the Baal Shemitim and Hasidus Chabad, the path founded by the Alter Rebbe of Chabad. The revelation of Hasidus Aklolis, the general path of Hasidus through the Baal Shemitim, the main point of it is the way it comes from above, from Hashem and from the Tzaddikim who are similar to their creator, as it says, Sages tell us in Medeshrabarus that the Sadiqim are mirroring their creator. How does Hashem and Sadiqim operate? They deliver things just like Hashem delivered the Torah. Sadiqim also, they deliver their vitality and what they provide to their, I say constituents, what they provide to their Hasidim in a way that it's being handed down from above. And that's why one of the main points of Hasidism in the general path of Hasidus is. Emuna, belief, tzaddik be'emunasa yichya. Belief and attachment to the tzaddik, that says that the tzaddik through his emuna, emuna is central. Belief, faith is central to everything. We have to have faith in Hashem. And the tzaddik who reaches the absolute top level of faith in Hashem is now able to transmit that commitment, that vitality that he receives through that transparent connection to Hashem and able to transmit that and enliven the students. Belief is a thing that comes not through a person trying hard to believe. Belief is a gift given from above. Also, from a father to child, and from a um, and from a student to teacher. We are called believers, the children of believers. It's something that's hereditary to us. Something that's passed down in our tradition. Believe in Hashem person, when we talk about the experience of belief, really we are recipients of that belief. We develop that belief, but we're recipients of that belief. 
And in the, the general path of Hasidus, this is one of the very, very important rules. Interesting, that ever quotes here, sends us to Likuti Diburim. There's a story, just to illustrate, the difference between a definite difference that exists, it was conscious between the path of the general Hasidus and the path of the Alter Rebbe's Chabad. It was a great tzaddik, students of, of, of the, of the Maggid of Mezich, called Rebbe Shleimah of Karlin. And after the Maggid of Mezich passed away, the Hasidim, the students of the, of, of the Maggid, divided up various Eastern uh, tracts of land in Eastern Europe that each Talmud would make it, would be handed over that territory, so to speak, to spread the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev and the Maggid. Uh, Lithuania and White Russia and so on was given to the Alter Rebbe. But then Rabbi Shleimer Kalina wanted to reside in one of those spaces and he needed permission from the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe said he gives him permission with three conditions. Um, the third, two, first condition is he should always have utmost respect to Torah scholars even if they weren't following the path of Hasidism and have utmost respect to people that had the natural, simplistic faith and, and, and reverence for Hashem um, you know, see that as a great thing, even if they weren't open to, you know, furthering and deepening their 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 Avedis Hashem with through Hasidus. Um, and the third thing was that he had to insist that his students take a path of self-development in step after step in developing their relationship to Hashem, as in the path of Chabad. That's where every person needs to be embarking on his own personal journey in understanding and deepening the connection to Hashem through intellect, which should generate emotions. Not just be receiving emotional sustenance from a tzaddik who's succeeding to inspire his students by his Aveda, and what the students really need to do is just make sure they're deeply connected to the tzaddik and they'll be automatically elevated. In the Kutidi Burim, the Friedrich says that Rabbi Shleim of Kalin accepted the first two stipulations, but not the third. He said, the path is that not everybody is going to be developing their own intellectual and emotional relationship with Hashem. The path is Tzadik, that Tzadik, through his emuna, he enlivens those that are connected to him. That's the Avedah. So this is, a, this is not just a, something we're deriving now. This was the discussion. This was the talk back then. The Al-Tarebbe said the requirement is that every person has to develop a methodical and, and painstaking step-after-step relationship with Hashem through intellect that, that develops his emotional attachment to Hashem. So for the fact that Al-Tarebbe took this concept that Baal Shem Tov taught, which was more top-down, teaching the general concept of Emunah and instilling it within the, 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 the um, enlivenment of Torah, the way it's taught by Chassidus, the Al-Tarebbe brought down Chassidus in a way of Chabad, has to be in the intellectual understanding of each person. He gave the opportunity, and therefore, remember we said that the Baal Shem taught how you have to serve Hashem, the way it has to be, and by attaching to a tzaddik. Then the, the Al-Tarebbe taught how each, every person can do this. And once he taught how, says the Rebbe, now that becomes a requirement that the concept of Hasidah should become understood to the point that it's niklat, that it becomes absorbed within the person through Aveda, and here's a highlighted word, through his own energies. 
Al-Tarebbe demanded everybody does their own Aveda as well. When a Yid toils to understand to the extent that it's understood by him, not just because of faith, also faith, but in addition to simple, just faith-based, it's also because he understands it to the point that he can understand. Then you come to the advantage of having the chayis and avedis Hashem. It's coming from him. It becomes like a chidush that comes through his toiling. It becomes like the Talmud that's being mechadish, doing something on his own. It says the Rebbe, parenthetically here, going back to the fact that the Rebbe was a new neshama, that's why it had to be done through a new neshama. To be able to bring this gift to the world, that Yidin should be given the power and taught how to be mechadish, in their own Aveda, through their own power, this had to be through a new neshama, because it's a new concept, it's, it's, and it's giving people the gift of doing something that's new, that's not just received from above. Yes, it's received, just like Teresh Vapez received, but it's totally concealed. It has to be unpacked through the painstaking toil of the one who's doing it. And that's what the Alter Rebbe brings to Hasidus. But that's not what he brings to Hasidus to a detailed chassidus, now you go back with that approach and that explains how to how a chassid chabad engages with all the concepts of chassidus that the Baal Shem Tov taught through the prism of self-work. Ches. This is what the Friedrich Rebbe said. The Baal Shem Tov taught how we mendarfed in the Mimish and how you ought to serve Hashem how you can serve Hashem. The difference between Vim and Darf, how you ought to, and Vim and how you can, is when you say Vim and Darf, what's implicit there, what, what's, what's, what's the thing that you hear most is, that's what needs to be done. That's what Hashem wants from you, and Hashem gives you the ability to do it. When you say that that how you can do it, here you, you hear the words, how you can do it. Baal Shem Tov taught what needs to be done. If Hashem expects it to be done, we can do it. He's giving it. Baal Shem taught how you can do it. There we hear the need for perseverance on your own. So clearly, obviously, Chassidus HaKlolis gives you the power also to do Aveda Bapel, to actually fulfill the Aveda, according to the ways of Chassidus. More than that, the Hasidus, the Chayas, the vitality, the Hasidus Aklolis, the general concept of Hasidism gives, so much permeates the person till every single detail of his life, all the things he does, his davening, his learning, his doing mitzvahs, even his just mundane living, they all become done in an elevated way with a new vitality of Hasidus. However, since this is something that comes from above, like the concept of belief, of faith, so, excuse me, so it's a general Chayas, general vitality. And that applies to all aspects of the person equally. You don't, uh, it, it doesn't um, express itself, you, you don't notice so much that there's, um, that there's this aspect of, the, of serving Hashem, this aspect. Everything you're doing is serving Hashem, whether you're davening, learning, or just doing your mundane things, and it's all in a, in a heightened and, and, uh, sense of vitality, a chayis and simcha in serving Hashem. Part of one general thing, serving Hashem. As we see when it comes to belief, to faith. 
that the, the vitality that faith brings to all the deeds of Avedis Hashem doesn't have anything to do with the individual things that you're doing right now in serving Hashem. But in general, the person is in a place of total faith in Hashem, joy in serving Hashem. He's alive through his faith. Everything that he does, he does with a, with a, with a vitality, with an enjoyment, with a gishmak. Al-Tarebis showed how you can serve the Ebishter. In other words, he showed how each person has the ability to serve Hashem with his own power through painstakingly toiling into understanding and therefore every single individual aspect of his Aveda has its own chayas. It's a chiddush. Oh, now you're, 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 you're engaging in learning through Keiches Atzmi. Learning has its own thing. Davening has its own vitality to it. So now we'll understand the Tunus Choyz, what we said about the Aved of Chayelu. So you have a general vitality is being brought into Elul. You know, everything that Elul refers to, like all the four things, davening, learning, it doesn't matter what you're doing. The whole thing, your whole Elul is just, your whole service of Hashem is just uplifted. In simple, in simple words, says the Rebbe. In the Cheshven HaNefesh to the Yid, and the self-searching that the Yid does, making an accounting in his soul, that's so much part of the month of Elul, so when you're talking about the generality of the Chayis of Elul, so mostly it's thinking about how am I in relationship with my connection to Hashem. So I take I have to make an individual accounting, what happened in every detail of my service of Hashem, because otherwise you can't really get to a proper understanding of where you are. But really all I really want to know is the bottom line. Am I plus? Am I connected to Hashem the way I should be or am I not? The Al-Tarebbe, what he achieved, what he brought through his emphasis on Aveda in Hasidus with one's own strengths, with, one own, with one's own power, he brought a chayis in a particular slant of this Aveda, of Anila Dedevidei What does Anila Dedevidei mean? I first turn to Hashem, and then Hashem reciprocates to me. I develop my love and my connection to Hashem, then Hashem beams down on me. That shows on the Aveda in general, uh, first, Isarustilisata, arousal from below, which generates the closeness of Hashem to me based on that. And it becomes, the, the, the relationship of closest to Hashem becomes even more enhanced because the Yagaita, when there's the toil from the man, then the Anila Doidi pulls down a very deep level of Doidili. And this, once you have this general prism, with Al-Tarebbe insists that it needs to be on your own terms, on your own, your own vitality, something that becomes yours, this gives a new chayas in all. Now we go back and elevate it to all the things of Elul. They all become done through the prism, through the added vitality in the way of the Aveda that starts from below, the Aveda B'Kerech Atzmei. It's Lachad Aveda.